Coming up, the Devils' win streak goes up to 13 games. This is Locked On Game to Game NHL. Every game, every team, every angle. Locked On Game to Game, your team every day. Welcome in. You are listening to Locked On Game to Game NHL, local experts on all of the biggest stories on the ice. I am your host, Kanani Stevens. Thank you so much for making Locked On your first listen every single weekday. Make sure that you subscribe to Locked On NHL on YouTube and wherever else to get your podcasts from. We are ready to recap all of the action for you from last night in the NHL. We start out with the Sharks, who blew a 1-1 tie open in the second period. They had no trouble staying ahead of Ottawa the rest of the way. Locked On Sharks looks at that San Jose win. The Sharks stomp the Sens. I'm J.D. Young of Locked On Sharks, and the Sharks win 5-1 to one over the Sens um, in a game where the Sharks took advantage of the second period. The Sharks struggled in the first period, only getting three shots on goal, but came out in the second period like a house on fire. 21 shots on goal, led by Eric Carlson, six shots, getting in scores from Noah Greger, uh, Matt Nieto, Timo Meyer, and then, of course, Logan Gator and Tomas Hurdle. So a lot of the big guys come out to play. But the story tonight, Eric Carlson continues his renaissance uh, season, hitting the 30-point mark in 21 games now, and has continued to firmly cement himself as a Norris candidate as this season's going on. So we'll have a full breakdown of tonight's episode and marvel about Eric Carlson's brilliance. So make sure you guys are following along wherever you get podcasts. And of course, you can watch Locked on Sharks on YouTube as well. Vegas and Vancouver exchanging goals in the third period with the Golden Knights ending up on top by a goal on the road at the end. Locked on Golden Knights has more after that road victory. Vegas Golden Knights win in dramatic fashion. Chris Golick, locked on Vegas Golden Knights here. Kind of at a loss for words after a game like that. Very slow game. And then VGK takes a nice lead in the second. Mayhem ensues in the third. It was a fun, interesting track meet type of hockey game. One that neither coach, Bruce Boudreaux or Bruce Cassidy, will appreciate after a game like that. But at least uh, our Bruce came out on top. And uh, we'll have more on this crazy VGK win on Lockdown. VGK. Please follow Locked On Vegas Golden Knights to get all the information you need about our Vegas Golden Knights, your team every day. Coming up, the Bruins and Blues keep their winning streaks alive. This is Locked On Game to Game NHL. Today's edition of Locked On Game to Game is brought to you by Bet Online, the number one spot for all of your online sports gambling needs. The World Cup is officially underway now. If you want to get in on the action there, you just have to head over to betonline.net. It's where the game starts. Welcome back to Locked On Game to Game NHL. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. Thank you for making Locked On your first listen every single weekday. The New Jersey Devils are the hottest team in hockey right now. They are winners of 13 games in a row after taking down the Oilers. Both Locked On Devils and Locked On Oilers go over another win in the books for New Jersey. What's up? This is Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils, and here is my post-game reaction. So, for the first time since 2001, the New Jersey Devils have won 13 straight games the story for this matchup against the Edmonton Oilers was Vitek Vanacek because he has won his ninth straight decision and the Devils won by a comfortable margin by a score of five to two period number one ended in a tie but the New Jersey Devils made period number two their period and despite the Edmonton Oilers scoring the first goal in period number three 
to make it a one-goal lead for New Jersey. The Devils, thanks to Tomas Tatar and Yegor Sharangovich, were able to put this game to bed. So overall, this was a great collective team effort from the New Jersey Devils. Once again, they continue to play great defense, even against some of the best to ever do it. And their offense is there as well. And goaltending, what more can we say? It's been a, a great turnaround compared to last season. 13 in a row, and it looks like the New Jersey Devils are yearning for more. A big loss for the Edmonton Oilers as they haven't won a consecutive game since their last loss against the New Jersey Devils 18 days ago. Hi, I'm Brad Holden from Locked On Oilers. And a 5-2 loss for the Oilers in New Jersey means their team is now 10 and 9 on the season. Stuart Skinner started in between the pipes for the Edmonton Oilers and had 23 saves on 28 shots. A very tough 8-2-1 save percentage there. Although it wasn't all bad for all the Edmonton Oilers as Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl continue an 8-game point streak away from home as Connor McDavid chipping in with an assist and Leon Dreisaitl with another power play goal for him. Also getting the other goal for the Edmonton Oilers, Ryan Nugent Hopkins with his ninth of the season. Jack Campbell, unfortunately, during the game also took a puck to the face while he was sitting on the bench. He did not return for the third period, so something to watch out for as the Edmonton Oilers head to the island as they play the New York Islanders on Wednesday at 5.30 Mountain Time. The Calgary Flames held up the Flyers in Philadelphia, and with it, they won their fourth game in the last five. The Locked On hosts with both teams tell you how things played out. The Calgary Flames beat the Philadelphia Flyers 5-2 to two in a regulation win in the city of brotherly love. Hello, everyone, and I'm Jess Belmosto of Locked On Flames, and tonight the Flames have put another win together after they won against the Florida Panthers, but tonight they came up big and this was the game that they needed to turn the corner officially. Jacob Markstrom looked great. Jonathan Huberto looked fantastic getting the first goal of the night. And guess what? The Flames didn't blow a lead. I This has to be like the first game within the last 10 that they haven't blown a lead. They played strong. They played fast. They played physically. And Nikita Zadorov making me eat my words a little bit in terms of him taking stupid penalties, but he still played a big game. Tune into tomorrow's episode of Locked on Flames to get all you need to know about the Calgary Flames. This was one of those games where mistakes were going to cost you and the Flyers made some and then also couldn't take advantage fully of the Flames errors. Hi, this is Rachel Donner from the Locked On Flyers podcast with your quick reaction to the Flyers 5-2 loss versus the Calgary Flames. Both teams had pretty conservative, defensively-minded game plans and it kept the shot count low. The game was fairly uneventful overall. Ultimately, for the Flyers, their inability to score on the power play or with the extra attacker at the end was a huge factor. 
The effort was there, especially in a good part of the third period, but Calgary blocked some shots, Markstrom made some big saves, and that was going to be it. On the upside, it was great to see Joel Farabee on the board again, and Tanner Lazinski came away with his first NHL goal. For more on this game and the Flyers all season long, tune in to the Lockdown Flyers podcast wherever you get your podcasts. The Boston Bruins scored five unanswered goals on the road to take down the Lightning in Tampa. Boston still has just two losses on the season, and Lockdown Bruins has yet another win to look over. Boston Bruins captain Patrice Bergeron recorded a milestone assist in the Bruins' 5-3 win over the Tampa Bay Lightning on Monday. This is Ian McLaren, host of Locked On Boston Bruins. And by assisting on a goal scored by Brad Marchand in the second period, Bergeron recorded his 1,000th career point. It was his 1,235th career game, and the surefire Hall of Famer now has 409 goals and 591 assists in his legendary career. The Bruins, with the win, extended their win streak to seven straight games. They are now a league-best 17-2 through their first 19 games, and they'll have an opportunity to keep it going on Wednesday in Florida. The Islanders tied the game with the Maple Leafs with three minutes to play and then won it in overtime in Toronto. Locked on Islanders tells you how New York put things together at the last chance that they had. A gutsy, hard-fought win for the Islanders. Gil Martin of Locked On Islanders here. Islanders beat the Toronto Maple Leafs 3-2 in overtime in Toronto. Islanders outplayed for large stretches of the game, but outstanding goaltending and then timely goals. Josh Bailey ties it with roughly three minutes left in the game, and then in overtime, Anthony Bavillier wins it, gets a good angle on the goal and beats the goaltender high glove side. This is a typical Islanders win. They get outplayed for long stretches. They get outstanding goaltending, and they get just enough offense at the right time to pull off the win. That means the Islanders end this four-game road trip with a 2-2 two and two record and pick up two important points in this game over the Maple Leafs. For more, listen to and watch the Locked On Islanders podcast with me, Gil Martin, wherever you get podcasts. The Winnipeg Jets needed overtime to beat the Hurricanes after it looked like Winnipeg would get an easier home win earlier in the night. But a win's a win. Locked on Jets goes over everything postgame. Jets fans, Harrison Lee from Locked on Winnipeg Jets here. The Jets just finished defeating the Carolina Hurricanes 4-3 to in overtime. Now for a game in which the Jets quite honestly controlled most of the flow and generally had the more dangerous opportunities, held the 3-0 lead, and controlled the game until the last five minutes or so, you might be wondering how the Jets ended up having to go to OT to win it. Well, you know, a couple of maybe less optimal decisions from Rick Bonus in which lines to roll and how to match up in the final five minutes of the game ended up putting the Jets on the defensive. And unfortunately, it forced uh, an extra period of hockey. But thankfully, you know, Josh Morsey had a great two-goal night and his game-winning goal in overtime I'm sure will be very fondly remembered about around the fan base. We also saw Mikey Isamont's first goal, so congratulations to him for scoring his first NHL marker. Welcome to the big club, and uh, if you want more detailed insight into this game and what the Jets did well and what they maybe could work on, we'll talk about all of that on tomorrow's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. 
Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. And as always, thank you for listening. Have a great night and go Jets go. Fans in Nashville definitely got their money's worth last night after the Preds finally got two points with a shootout victory over the Coyotes. Locked on Predators takes us through the shootout that went to the seventh round to determine a winner. It took a stressful seven rounds in the shootout for the Nashville Predators to earn a 4-3 win tonight over the Arizona Coyotes. Hi, everyone. I'm Ann Kimmel from Locked on Predators. Arizona gave Nashville plenty of chances to win this game in regulation by committing seven penalties, but Nashville's struggling power play could only convert twice. Another second period slump by the Predators allowed the Coyotes to take the lead, but a furious start to the third period got Nashville back in this game. The big guns did show up for Nashville on tonight's Top Gun Maverick theme night at Bridgestone Arena. Roman Yossi, Mikhail Granlund, and Matt Duchesne each scored in regulation. Now that these big guns are finding their game, the lack of secondary scoring is becoming a little bit more obvious and concerning. It was good, however, to see Cody Glass get to be tonight's shootout hero. Glass has been a healthy scratch at times this season, so it was great to see him smiling and successful on the ice again tonight. The Predators need to shake off the bad and build on the good from this game before they travel to Detroit to take on the Red Wings Wednesday night. The Blues able to utilize a late power play goal to win their seventh in a row. Locked on Ducks has more on why Anaheim wasn't able to break St. Louis's winning streak. This video is brought to you by the letter L and the number 11. Hi everyone, Jason J.D. Hernandez here from Locked on Anaheim Ducks. Now, why is this video brought to you by the letter L? Because the Ducks have lost yet another game, and the number 11 denotes how many points the Ducks currently have in 19 games, and it also tells you how many seconds it took for the Ducks to allow the first goal of the game. Yes, 11 seconds in. The Blues scored their first goal of the game thanks to Nolakari. And stop me if you've heard this before, but the Ducks special teams did not do well yet again. After a horrific power play with hardly any movement, the Ducks allowed Justin Falk to score a power play goal, and that was the game-winning goal. This is a broken record at this point. Hardly any movement on the power play. PK not working at all. They're bottom feeders in both categories. At this point, it might be time to embrace the tank. Tune in to the next episode of Locked on Ducks for more on this continuous losing streak for the Anaheim Ducks. The champs able to eke out a shootout victory of their own over Dallas last night. Locked on Avalanche goes over the details for us postgame. The Colorado Avalanche get the extra points in a shootout over the Dallas Stars 3-2. So much to talk about in this game, but the main story, the big story, our very own Mr. Kale McCarr sets a record for the fewest games by a defenseman to get to 200 points. He's already starting off his career on an incredible fashion, uh, but to add this to everything that he's already accomplished so far in his young career – the sky continues to be a limit for this guy. If you're not paying attention to the career of Kale McCarr, maybe this accolade will get your attention because it's the first of many, many, many more to come. He's collecting hardware. He's collecting records. The sky's the limit for Kale McCarr. And he's done it in 
12 less games than Sergei Zuboff did. Kel McCarr did it in 195 games while Zuboff did it in 207. The guy just continues to rack up accolades, and he's always going to have that Stanley Cup in his back pocket. I don't think that's the last one he's going to win there. I don't think it's the last Norris Trophy he's going to win. The awards and accolades are just going to come raining down on Kel McCarr for the duration of his career. And it's happy. We're all happy that they did it in winning fashion against Dallas. A lot to talk about with this game. Make sure you check out Locked On Avalanche. Kyle and I will break it all down for you. That's all for today on Locked On Game to Game NHL. Thank you for making Locked On your first listen every weekday. Make sure that you subscribe to Locked On NHL and your favorite teams, Locked On Podcast on YouTube and wherever else you get your podcasts from. I'm Kenani Stevens. This has been Locked On Game to Game.